0: Hello, and welcome to Good People to Know, a Downworth podcast brought to you by WFI Insurance. We round up experts, specialists, and people in the know from around Australia and talk to them about the things that matter most to regional Australians. In October, the National Farmers' Federation held their annual conference where the theme was Australia to the World. With around 70% of Australia's produce being exported, it's an important topic to most farmers. WFI Insurance was there meeting with leaders and experts as the conference focused on the part Australia plays in feeding a world heading to upwards of 10 billion people, the issues that affect Australian exports and the role sustainability plays in a warming world. To discuss the theme Australia to the world, I'm joined today by our producer, Aaron Danielson-Stewart, who's stepping behind the mic for the first time today. Welcome, Aaron.
1: Thanks, Andrew. Absolute pleasure to be here. And given some of the guests you've had on, I'm absolutely honoured to be considered a good person to know. And Aaron, that's why we invited you along, we do
0: think you are, you're a good person to know. And as you were in Canberra with us in October, what, what was the thoughts of, of attendees that you spoke to?
1: Oh, that's right, Andrew. Look, you know, with so many good people to know in just one room, it seemed a wasted opportunity to not ask people some questions. We wanted to get people's thoughts on the conference's theme, Australia to the world. And as you know, 70% of Australia's produce is exported. So this is a really important topic for Aussie farmers. And here's who we heard from, starting with Kelly Freeman, Managing Director of nutri Ag.
2: I'm a lifelong farm kid. I grew up in Western Canada, grew up on a family farm, been involved in agriculture my whole life, and and, uh, now have the opportunity to be part of the Australian business here, which I joined uh, about a year ago now.
3: So my name is Penelope Arthur, and in my professional sense, I'm the National Ag News Editor for ACM Agri. So we look after all the um, ag newspapers across Australia, but I also live on a sheep and uh, beef property uh, in
4: uh, south of Roma in western Queensland. I'm Michelle Lynch. I'm the customer service and shipping manager for s Company. So I run a team of eight people and we are basically shipping seed to everybody within Australia and the world. Yeah, I'm Pete Arkell
5: uh, and I've just kicked off a consulting company called Applebox Insights. So we're uh, really focused at the interface of agriculture, land management and sustainability as we move forward here in Australia.
6: Brent Finlay, I'm a Queensland farmer and also chair the Future Drought Fund for the Commonwealth Government.
3: My name is Ali. I'm the Senior Manager of Public Affairs for Bayer Crop Science Australia New Zealand. Uh, So I do all of our stakeholder government relations for our plant protection and veggie seeds and um, gene technology work.
0: Wow, a fairly diverse group there. We've got an MD, a journo, a seed company, a European crop science firm, an agri-consultant and a senior public servant. So a diverse range of views. But before we hear from our guests, what were the questions you were asking them, Aaron?
1: Well, we wanted to hear from people on three topics, and they were the three sub-themes of the NFF's conference. Australia's role in feeding the world, export markets, and the role of sustainability in a warming world. And as a country that produces three times more food and fibre than we consume, that's where we wanted to start. Our first question was around the fact that Australia produces three times more food and fibre than we consume. And some people say that Australia's role here goes beyond the financial and into a moral obligation, given that the world's heading towards 10 billion people. Let's start by hearing from Kelly Freeman, the Managing Director of Nutri and Ag. As a service provider to farmers, he can see a lot of opportunities and is particularly excited about being part of a growing world.
2: Obviously, when you have... population of 10 billion people you need a lot of food you need a lot of fiber and you need a lot of fuel and when you think about what our producers do is they produce food fuel and and fiber for the world so we know that agriculture and they're going to depend on growers to produce more and and what we do is we serve them and uh, so that means that we we see opportunity to invest in our business we see opportunity to grow we see opportunity to develop our people and give them new opportunities. So we're excited about being part of a growing world and a growing population. And, um, and we also see a lot of purpose in what we do. Not only that there's a, a an opportunity from a financial side because we are a publicly traded company and we are a for-profit company, but when we think about nutrient and what drives our people day to day, it's really the purpose of being part of feeding the the future and and what that means is we play an important role and we feel like we have an obligation to play an important role in in being part of that journey to make sure we can do it sustainable and and meet the needs of that population.
3: You know growing global populations mean you know more people in need of uh, food and fibre so I think you know farmers are you know extremely well positioned in terms of you know booming demand but there are moral obligations that come with that and, and so I think we need to be you know thinking carefully about the you know the equity of that you know food and fiber trade and that sort of thing so we obviously know there are a lot of areas in the world where there's sort of global hunger and, and even domestically you know food insecurity so I think we need to just be conscious of that
4: there's a lot of opportunities for us as a business because the food of the world comes from seed and we've got to be able to produce high quality seed to help the people get the nutrition that they need from the seed that we sell to farmers to grow for animals to consume giving them so it's a flow on effect and we're actually um, giving them high quality milk so they can give it to their babies or whoever.
0: So Aaron, a fairly wide range of views there.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And the consensus is really that Aussie farmers have a really critical role to play and opens up big opportunities, both financially and morally.
0: Aaron, one of the things with our export markets is that we have got uh, people and I suppose countries to sell to. What was people's views on the challenges with our, our currently facing our export markets? Well, this was our second
1: question, Andrew, and we really wanted to hear from people what they thought their biggest challenge was when it came to the Aussie export market. And I found the range of views here really, really interesting, particularly what some referred to as the story of Australian ag. Let's start here by hearing from Michelle Lynch. She's from s Seed Company and was telling us her concerns about the perception of Australian agricultural products.
4: The Australian flag versus the American flag on our products is a big challenge on any product. In, the, in uh, the areas that we ship to, most of the customers want to see that American flag versus the Australian flag. They see it as superior genetics, whereas in cases, we actually do have better genetics or the same quality seed.
2: Well, the biggest challenge for the export markets is, I think, for the Australian producers and the Australian industry, is we are a, an import-dependent market and then we export what we produce here. And uh, so keeping those trade partners open and those uh, commercial opportunities open for our growers and first and foremost and and as we've seen in in this market whether you're in australia canada u.s brazil there's a lot of a lot of challenges in in the geopolitical space and and uh, what that means is you got to keep opening new trade opportunities for your producers for your markets and and you got to continue to ensure that you're investing to be ready to supply them in a way that's sustainable and, and reliable so I mean, that's the opportunity. The challenge, I think, in, in Australia uh, that we have is you're always uh, in agriculture, you're always a victim to weather. Sometimes that works in your favor and sometimes that doesn't. So, you know, just managing through the ups and downs of, of uh, a weather cycle is always a, a challenge for, for Australia and any ag market. And the other challenge is it's becoming an increasingly volatile world. We have a lot of geopolitical events happening. And where you're importing product from or where you're exporting product from, those, those trade patterns, uh, as we've found over the last three, four or five years, can get disruptive. And being able to be nimble and being able to be adaptive is, is going to be key. And that's, that's what we're focused on.
5: I think uh, getting value for the, the story behind Australian produce, I, I think, will be increasingly important. Australia has a wonderful brand in many of our markets. You think about uh, beef or lamb through, through Asia or the Middle East. Australian produce is sought out. So we need to focus on producing quality produce and, and getting value for that. So it's obviously about data, it's about traceability through the value chain and uh, you know increasingly connecting directly with the consumers that, that will enjoy our our produce, whether it's uh, red wine from the Hunter or, uh, or lamb from Cowra. Uh, having that consumer connection, I think, will be really, really critical.
6: Market access is always really important, but it's also the non-tariff trade barriers that, that they put in, in place by as part of these trade deals. And we've always got to be very careful of those, what it actually means in the paddock. No, it's not so much of what it means in Parliament House in Canberra, it's what it means in the paddock and, and the barriers that that puts up against uh, what we're trying to produce uh, in our production systems.
0: It's fascinating to hear the diversity of opinion there, Aaron, but a lot of focus on market access and tariffs.
1: Yeah, that's correct. But you know what? As big as the challenge of exports may be, there's a real consensus view out there that we're now operating in a warming world and that climate change and sustainability need to be considered in all aspects of Australian agriculture. I want to start here by hearing from Penelope Arthur. She's the National Ag News Editor at ACM Agri. She spoke about the challenges she's had on her personal property in Roma in southern Queensland and her concerns for the summer to come.
3: Well, it's pretty critical isn't it we're going you know at home on our property at Roma we had a very bad last summer and going into this summer it looks some um, fairly grim so we need to be making sure that um, our production systems at home position us well to be able to handle those um, those climate changes and I guess being you know having sustainability at the forefront of our thinking is going to make sure we are in a good position there I think pretty excited to hear a lot of the talk today about um, opportunities around uh, natural capital and biodiversity. You know, I don't think farmers have much of an idea about what that actually looks like just yet, um, how they might be able to monetise it into the future. But yeah, very keen to see, um, you know, what that might look like in the next decade or two for farming.
6: Well, climate change is probably the biggest challenge for Australian agriculture. Now, hotter, drier. Uh, more intense uh, uh, climate systems. Uh, So it is a great challenge for Australian farmers. Australian farmers are very resourceful and very adaptive and and we have to continue to do that. But we also have to plan. So it's about preparation, planning, watching what's coming over the hill towards us and now currently what we're dealing with right now and, and being better prepared for the next drought or the next climate impact.
3: For us, I think, a European company, so we're subject to a lot of different sustainability reporting requirements in Europe and they're very different to what we do in Australia. But the way I explain it to farmers is that sustainability action from Bayer, we, we are required to do it. And sustainability for us means investment. And investment means pipeline, right? So the more that we can demonstrate our sustainability credentials, the more money we have to spend on some of that really, you know, The R&D that really moves the needle for farmers, it helps them do a lot more with less, and that will help them meet that food security and sustainability challenge in the future.
0: Aaron, with Ag on the front lines of climate change, I know the NFF certainly has this as a big focus of theirs, and it certainly sounds as though sustainability is front of mind for attendees as well.
1: Absolutely. And, you know, walking the floor of the conference and hearing people talk, there is a lot of thought going into the innovation as to how agriculture will help address this challenge. Sounds like a lot of
0: very important conversations, Aaron, over those couple of days in the advancement of Australian agriculture, particularly during a period of global, political, social and environmental uncertainty. So no doubt an an amazing two days here in Canberra.
1: Absolutely. And this is the beauty of bringing all of these thought leaders together in one room in what is an incredibly diverse industry. (laughs) But before we wrap, Andrew, you yourself are a particularly good person to know, if I say so myself, and I'd love to hear what your takeaway was from the conference.
0: Yeah, sure, Aaron. Not in one word, but certainly I think there's a lot of optimism uh, around the whole agricultural sector in Australia and optimism as to what Aussie farmers do and how well we do it. Although it is tinged a little bit at the moment about uh, potentially moving into into a drier seasonal sort of period potentially, and there is some uncertainty clearly around current government policy and potential government thinking and the impacts that might have on the the agricultural community areas and and examples such as you know water and the basin plan which is getting a fair bit of air at the moment
1: absolutely fantastic two days andrew and really important to be part of the conversation thanks aaron for being
0: the first good person for season two it's been great to have you along
1: pleasure to be here andrew
0: thanks for joining me again for season two we'll be chatting with more good people to know about the issues that matter to regional australians I'd like to include a special thanks to the National Farmers Federation for having us at their national conference and for giving us the opportunity to record this special episode. Just like the National Farmers Federation is unwavering in its commitment to advancing Australian agriculture, WFI Insurance has a long and proud history of helping agricultural communities to identify and mitigate their risks, protecting Aussie farms for over 100 years. We're known for our personal approach, with our reps being part of the regional rural communities in which we serve. Please join us again next time as we shake hands with the more good people to know.